Shalom Hashem Abayisai. Aperl Chanukah. Here in Eretz Yisrael, we already began Chanukah, and Bez Hashem in Chutzlitz, they'll be beginning in a few hours. <coughs> Although we normally talk about the Parsha, perhaps we'll say something about Chanukah, but I think we can tie it also into the Parsha. The Parsha begins with Yosef getting into a little bit of a difficult situation with his brothers. They become jealous of him. He has certain dreams that make him jealous, and they feel that he's favored by by their father, who makes a special beg at them, the class pass him. And at one point, they went to Shechem, and Yaakov was worried about their welfare, and Joseph goes out to check up for Yaakov to see what's doing with his brothers in Shechem. <coughs> when he gets there, he, he meets the Malach, Gabriel, who tells him that your brothers went to Daisan. When he came there, um, they were, uh, they, they, the brothers made a, a psak din between each other, that Yosef is Chayim Misa, and they chose to throw him into a boar. Chose to throw him into a pit. And the, the Pasuk says, they took him and they threw him into a bar, and the bar was empty, and there was no water. The bar. Now the Gemara in Shabbos, on the Chav Bezam and Aleph, says B'Shem, Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana was, of Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, Doresh Rav Nassim Bar Minyumi, Mishmei Zerav Tanchot. Rav Nassim, the son of Rav Yumi, said the drush in the name of Rav Tancho. Why does the Pasuk say that the boar was empty and there was no water? If the Pasuk tells me that the boar was empty, isn't it obvious that there's no water? If it's empty, there's nothing in this. There's no water. Why does the Pasuk have to say that the boar why did the Pasuk have to tell you that there's no water? To tell you, Mayim ain't by, there's no water inside. But even so, inside the bar, there was snakes and scorpions. That's what, that's what the, the Pasuk has to tell you, that it was empty from water, but there was other things inside. There's snakes and scorpions, which um, which were a danger to Yosef. And the brothers... Uh, felt that he was Chayv Misa, and if he was worthy of being saved, then the snakes and scorpions won't do anything to him. If not, then they would, they would uh, kill him. Now this same Rav Kahana, who said a drush of Rav Nassim Amriyumi, the name of Tanchum, which we just said now, that explained that why the Pasuk told us that the bar was empty uh, and that there was no water, it seemed like it was unnecessary, he also says another drush right before this. The same on the on the bottom of Chafal from the base, the Gemara says, "Amar Kahana Dorsh of Nasim Bar Yumi Mishmeid of Tanchum." Right, the same person. Ner Shel Chanukah Shenicha Lemalim Michatama Psula. We know that the Ner is Chanukah has to be with a certain range because the whole idea of Ner is Chanukah is Pesuma Nisa, and if it's above twenty Amos, when it's out of a person's range of being able to see, it's lacking in Pesuma Nisa. So that's, it's a puzzle. Kasukah, Kamavu, just like a sukkah and a mavu, you have, if 
you make the schach, you put the schach higher than 20 amas, or if let's say be when you want to close in an area so people can walk inside and carry inside on Shabbos, um, so then the 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 simmer that you make for the mavi to show that it's closed off is it has to be within 20 amas. So just like the sukkah and the mavi have to be within 20 amas, it's also the minari has to be within 20 amas. The drasha of Rav You could say the reason why the Gemara brought the two things together was because the both drasha said by the same person. Sometimes in order to, for memory purposes, we'll put the same person's name with different drushes, even though they randomly have no connection to each other. But perhaps this drusha that Rav Tanchum says about the nearest Hanukkah, and maybe the drusha of that the bar was empty, there was no water inside, but there were snakes and scorpions. Maybe there's the connection between Hanukkah to this um, bar that Yosef was put into. Perhaps we could say, Amahawah. So I saw from Rav Shlomo Levenstein that he says a very interesting idea. And he brings in the, the Bach in Hilchus Hanukkah in Simon Tafresh Ayin. The Bach brings a Braisa and it says the following. He asks over here, Abu Bechanaka, Ikra Gzera Haisa, on Chanukah, the main decree on Klai Yisrael that happened, why they had this whole Gzera of the Yivanim coming and attacking them was, why did they have, what was the, what was the reason for the, for the Gzera from Hashem? Al Shishrashlu Bahavoydu, because there was a lacking, there was, they were becoming lax, they were becoming, um, Weaken their avodah. They weren't take, the avodah wasn't as, as, as serious as it should have been. And once it was a hisrashless, it was a weakening in the avodah. So that was the, uh, the cause for Xera to be, where <coughs> <laughs> should, should want to be able to, in, in purify the, uh, base amikdash and everything. They were being weakened their avodah. Therefore the Xera came to, Totally nullify their avayda. It wasn't just to go ahead and to attack the shemen and to attack the, uh, but to, to take away their whole source of avayda. To the Tanya Bebrais, like it says in the Braisa, Shagazer Alein Oisei Arasha Vavatul HaTamit. We know that every single day there's a carbon tamid that's brought twice a day. A tamid shall shachar in the morning and a tamid shall ben abayim in the afternoon. That's one of the reasons why we have shachar in mincha. So the, the Yavanim at that point wanted to abolish and to take out of existence the carbon tummet. That was something they were attacking. They wanted to make sure there's no carbon tummet anymore. And, now, and also they told them, Right? That was the next thing that they were after was to be mevatel the mitzvah of hadlakas menayra. That's what can impure everything. Where there as well, it says lahalas ner tamit, that the menayra, the nights of the menayra, have to be let, have to be lit on a constant basis. You know, constantly lit. As long as they're constantly, consistently being lit, then they stand. Amdu shmanim. So they came and they. You know, they, they, they tried to contaminate and to take away the purity from the tame, all the oils. So they were after 
in the Avayda of Klai Yisrael, they have to be Mavatl the Korban Tamid, and to be Mavatl the Neres, which they lit in a constant, on a constant basis. Ukushachazu b'tshuva, limser art nashim al Avayda, when Klai Yisrael did tshuva, and they decided that now we're going to go risk our lives in order to save the Avayda, that our Avayda should be able to remain. Hashem, Hashem, Aydeh Kahanim, Aydeh Avayda, Bebeis Hashem, Right, so there, before they were Zeich, Hashem was given the schus to be able to be saved the Avayd, by the Kahanim, where they went to, to preserve the Avayd of Klai Yisrael, Nasa Neis Kamkein, Pineris Tachas Asher, Nafshim, Lamas Alkiyam Avayd, El Tikach, Leikavim, Elo, Lahalo, Lahaydes, Shavaydim, Leif. That's the reason why the main purpose of the, of the, uh, mitzvah of Hanukkah is, Lahalo, Lahaydes, is to sing Song and praise to Hashem and to thank Hashem, which is Avoid the Shabalev, which is something in the heart. And here, when the when Kashbokhu saw that Klaishul was ready to sacrifice themselves and put themselves forward with their hearts to be able to preserve the the Avoid of, 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 of Klai Yisrael, then that was a schus for us to be able to have the Yeshua. So you see from here that when the Yavani tried to attack Klai Yisrael, right, it wasn't only to attack the base of Mikdosh. It was to try to take away the the whole insi- the whole idea of constant, consistent avoda, something being kept consistently in a consistent on a consistent basis. And that's why they were attacking the carbon tamid, and they were kept pack- attacking the the nearest of the menorah because that was something that had to be lost in a tamid. Why is that? Why were they attacking the menorah? Why were they attacking something that that was tamid? So here, Roshlam Elevenstein wants to be able to connect the, the other Chazal, which talks about the bar of Yosef. Now we know that the, that the, when, when he was put into the bar, right, they threw him into the bar, the brothers threw him into the bar. So the Torah tells us, right, that the bar was empty, there was no water. Right? But the Kahana told us, Hashem, the name of Tantrum, to tell you that there were snakes and scorpions. So the morale asks, if you want to just tell me that it wasn't 100% empty, there was something still in there, there was no water in there, but there was something else inside there, who cares what, what else was in there, right? What does it make a difference between if it was snakes or scorpions or there were marbles inside there, right? The, the Gemara says, when the Pasuk says, so it says it was empty, there was no water, so the reason why the Pasuk had to tell me that was to tell me because something else was there. But it doesn't make a difference what the, what exactly was there, just, just justifying to tell you why there was no water there. There's other things there. Why did the, why did the, why did the Chazal have to tell me specifically that there was snakes and scorpions? So the morale answers, because it's a difference if there's marbles or rocks or something else in there, and snakes and scorpions. Because if there's marbles or rocks or any type of, uh, um, object, that's still inside the bar, and the Pasuk's not telling the truth. The Pasuk says, Ha-bar-reik, that there, the bar was empty. There was nothing there. So if you're going to tell me that there was marble or racks or something else there, then it's then that's not empty, that the, you still have something inside the bar. In order to justify the word reik, that it's empty, it had to specifically say, Nechashim v'akravim, why? Because the Chashem Vakravim, snakes and scorpions are there, but they're not there. They're in and out. They're in and out. When something is in and out and it's not constantly there, then that justifies to use the word break, empty. It's just full of emptiness. And therefore, 
in order to justify Lashon of Habar Reik, that there's no water in there, but it's still Reik, it was still empty, but there were snakes and scorpions, and that's still able, we're still able to call that empty, because it's lacking the consistency, it's lacking the constant being there. So explains the Shlam Levenstein, that's the connection of the two Chazals. Why were the Yavonim specifically after being the battle of Karben Tamit? Why were they specifically after being the battle of the Neiris of the Menorah, which were McLean for the din of the Halas Neir Tamit that they had to be constantly lit? Because they wanted to break into the consistency of Kaiso, Kaiso keeping to a consistent avoider. Because there was a, like the, like the Bach brought down, there was a Hisrashlus, there was a weakness in the avoider of Kaiso. Things were not consistent as much as they should have been. They weren't, they weren't being kept with that certain, um, responsible, responsible way that they should have been. And therefore their attack was to get at that point. Because when you take away the tmedias, when you take away the consistency of something, then that's being empty. When a person doesn't stick to something, when a person doesn't fall through something the whole time, something that you really care about, something that you really value, you don't miss. You don't, you don't give up your, you don't give up your, you know, your opportunities for something that you really value and you really want. Unless it's something that's an emergency or something that's an exception to the rule. We keep to the things, and that's, that's, that's a whole sign, a whole simon, a whole example of our leadership belief. When we keep to something consistently, and we're not, we don't do it like when we're in the mood, or we don't want to do something, right? we keep to it in its consistent way. And therefore, the Yavanim were trying to attack our consistency in order to make our Vedic Hashem to be something that's called vague, something that's called empty. And that's what we have to try to do on Hanukkah. On Hanukkah, I always think to myself, and I sometimes suggest to others, try to find something that we want to add on Hanukkah that we feel needs a little bit of a tightening of the screws to make sure that we're keeping, you know, keeping it, you know, something going consistently. And to find something, find a mitzvah, find a find a, an action that that needs that needs to be done now by this Hashem. That sometimes you do, sometimes here, sometimes over there, but you know. Try to tighten that. Because that's the real fight of the Hashemunah, and that's what they had to fight against the, when they fought against the Yavanim to be able to do that. And with that Bezit Hashem, we could be zeichet to such tremendous Yeshua's for the Hamas, which Chayetol needs so much today. We always need Yeshua's for the Hamas, but specifically now. And with that Nitz Hashem, we should zeichet to see the Nisim of Hanukkah, to be able to say, our Nisim, our Prochim, our Gurus, our Yeshua's, and by Yom Rehem, as man as Hashem, to Simcha, to Yeshua, and to be able to come to the Gula and Heria, the Amenu, Amen. Everyone should have a Frelech Elifik Hanukkah and a good Nehru Shabbos and Kol Tuf.